Welcome back, everyone, to Game of Phones. It's the Game of Thrones show where you call in and tell us what you think. You try to decide whose phone is going to die. Whose phone rings. Or whose battery will last relatively longer. Our first caller is on the line, Megan Greener. Hi, Megan. Hey. We watched Game of Thrones last night. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I liked? Who? Was a part when another new dragon came in, and it was Pete's dragon. Oh yeah, from the Disney movie, mm-hmm. but the from old the, cartoony one. Yeah, the first one, not the not the newer one. Mm-mm. Yeah, that, that was that was my favorite part. Kelly, yeah, what was your excellent. favorite part? I don't know. I'd have to say my favorite part. It's a tough one. It all went by so fast. Don't actually spoil anything. I I'm feel not like actually going to spoil your mind anything. for a real. I know. Part of me was looking in my mind for a real favorite <laughs> no, part, don't. but then I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> Megan, what was your favorite part? I liked when the little John from the Disney Robin Hood came in and was like, oh, you yeah. guys are crazy. And then he went into a whole jazz bluesy number and then walked. walked Which was away. a lot of the episode. It was like 50 yeah. minutes of the hour long episode. It was Absolutely. weird. Yes. We were all like, is this? Okay, but real thing that happened. Do you remember when I was like, everyone, it's starting. And I called everyone to the room. Yes. And started And Paddington 2 was playing <laughs> instead. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. We watched a little bit of Paddington too. That's not Jon Snow. That's Sally Hawkins. <laughs> a star-studded cast of Paddington too. Paddington too. Who knew? Why do none of the cartoon bears wear pants? What was Pooh Bear? Who wears pants? Pooh Bear don't wear pants. Paddington doesn't wear pants, but they all wear shirts. They all wear shirts. Yeah. What's the? I don't know. Yeah. What the thing with that is most cartoon animals. Mm-hmm. Animated animals. Do- Donald Duck. I don't, don't even wear think pants. The, di- the Disney Robin Mickey? doesn't wear pants. He no. just wears a shirt and a belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he's the, the fox, the Robin fox. Hood. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, he's yes. just dressed from the waist up. Absolutely. This has been Game of Phones. Now we're transitioning into our new segment, Disney Animal Dongs. <laughs> through the ages. <laughs> through the ages. No, we're not. We're actually on. Have we fooled you the whole time? This is <laughs> dress for the podcast Good. you want. Ooh, I hope you got that. <laughs> we yeah, did. Really. <laughs> my name yeah. is David Andrew Laws. I am your benevolent host as always <laughs> and with me is my co-host megan greener hello how are you megan oh fine yeah yeah you okay yeah well mm-hmm. i'll be the judge of that okay and our guest today is callie miles yes hello hello callie miles <laughs> callie miles first of her name with many names with many names queen of the andals and the first men <laughs> whatever the whole queen of the angles. Of the angles and, and the second men. <laughs> them too. And the third men. All the men, really. <laughs> the sunburnt. I don't know. The sunburnt? Sunburnt. <laughs> I never get sunburnt. I don't know. So that was not true. Why would you lie to us? What's up? I mean, not much. We just we just closed a show. Yes. We, did. we were all in Hamlet together. Let's and preface. Miss 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 Callie was our, our faithful, faithful Horatio. Our faithful belting singing your face off Horatio. She did do a lot of that. Yeah. Yes. Twas fun. Yes. She sang and mourned over our dead and dying bodies. Indeed. She did all of that. You're an actor. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. And uh I'm gonna look at your website. Huh. Singer. Singer and uh, and a dancer. All of those things Ooh, what are else? true. Look at all these facts about Callie. Ooh, Ooh, I should yeah. just go on everyone's website. Born and raised in Pittsburgh Pa. Hey, you know Pittsburgh. I do know Pittsburgh, but yeah, do. unfortunately, as we will get down to number, or as I saw it earlier, number seven, that I am, I know Pittsburgh, but I'm not a Steelers fan. Really? Well, that makes sense, though. Stinky towels out of here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm always picking beefs with Pittsburgh people. Why? Because Pittsburgh's weird. 
Yes, I will. Yes, we are. We talk. We're we very talk strange. About it. We've already roasted Pittsburgh with like we the have. Pittsburgh Cross and the Pittsburgh Left and the Pittsburgh. Yes, <laughs> you're, you're you're about to marry a Jersey girl. So Big I mean, like, duck. get used to weird people. That's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get used to people who may not be for everyone. <laughs> that, yes, that's what it is. It's not. It's not weird. It's not anything bad, abrasive, aggressive. There are plenty of adjectives that you could use to describe the Yinzer, mm-hmm. but not for everyone is probably. <laughs> The most universally correct. I have a really important task for both of you. Mm-hmm. What's that? The beer that I opened at the beginning of this episode tastes very bad. So I'm going to go get something else to drink. Okay. I'm going to leave you, the two of you with a task. Okay. What's that? Because it says on here number I can't read those five. Well uh-huh. says, Callie can tell us the capital of almost any country in the world. Indeed. As well as why you get brain freeze. I don't want to know that. <gasps> I want to know the capital of countries. The capital so, oh, I'm, but I kind of want to know about the brain freeze. One. All right, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to bookend this episode because we're going to talk to Kelly okay. about the theme of the podcast. But first, I got to get a drink because this one okay. sucks. Uh-huh. So while I'm gone, I want you to ask Kelly the capital of countries. Okay. Oh, Pick no. a country and she'll tell you the capital. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, we'll learn about brain freeze. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Go. Great. Amazing. So, I mean, for let's say we started in Europe or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, like if we started in Scandinavia, do you see the map of the world like sure. in your head? I, are you, are you all, able to start and work your from, way? Sure. This is all coming from when I was a little, little kid, mm-hmm. my dad would travel around a lot. Mm. And so when he was gone, my mom would come up with a game. He had this big globe in his office and he'd spin the globe and she'd point at a country and I would know the capital and I would know like a little fact about that country. Ooh. Um, so, you know, this is all, I, I say that, and it's all coming from like a map of the world in like 1997. What cool. I miss. So it's like, I was explaining the how and why she how knows. How and why oh, I Oh, but know you didn't these quiz things. her? Uh, no. no. What's the I, capital I, of Ghana? I, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I no. got her. That one. Yeah, you, you did get I, me. You did indeed get me. I, I asked her to start from like Scandinavia and work her way down. Way she down. could see the map in her head. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is that how you've done it? It's um, sort of like photographic? It is a little photographic. It's also, like, I haven't thought about that in forever. <laughs> Another thing is I had a... Accra. Accra. Good. I think. That's what Google says. Well done, Google. Also, I was saying, explaining to Megan that a lot of this comes from a map of the world in, like, 1997. Oh, that's going to be a little <laughs> So, different. like, countries that no longer exist. I'm like, well, well, that, you know, so... But good news, I got a better beer. <laughs> better beer is it's, good. It's this Einstein. Einstruck from last right. night. Iceland, Iceland Icelandic white beer. ale. Hashtag this episode brought to you by my enjoyment of Einstruck. Einstruck. It's got an umlaut, so I think it's got to be mm. Einstruck. <laughs> That's very German. Tormund beer. Callie. Yes. Here's an important question. What's that? Do you consider yourself a successful person? The first time you asked me this question, I asked you my, already. You said you were explaining this podcast. To oh, me, okay. And you said we, you didn't ask me the question, but you said, you know, explain the podcast. We interview successful people, mm-hmm. and my first thought was like the you know colloquial, socially accepted version of the definition of success, which is career success. That what first came out of my mouth was like, I don't know if I'm successful, but then as I thought about it more, I guess. There are, it is a multifaceted thing. So while I wouldn't necessarily define myself as, no, I have not like reached the pinnacle of my career doing what I want to do as an artist, contributing what I, no, but at the end of the day, I'm 23 and I'm a very successful human. 
a successful mm-hmm. functioning person. You're very successful at being a person. At being a person. Mm-hmm. So to that question, I would say, yes, I am a successful human. I am successful at daily being a functioning human being. How do you, you categorize success as this sort of like socially accepted thing as if there's one definition of it, which I don't think there is. I don't I think, think there is. I everybody think there has a personal one. So like, is that your personal definition of success is the ability to be human or do you also define success through the career or through relationships or through finances or like what's success? I think you can have success in all of those things Yarp. and you have to like anything, get your priorities in order. You know, if your priority is to make a ton of money mm-hmm. and you, you can succeed at doing that by, Ooh, tell me. Ooh, yeah, I Um, clearly have the secret to making a ton of money. I want to. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) But if that's something that you cherish and that you want to to do, and that is the avenue to your success, then great. There are certain things you can do to to get there. But I think you can have success in each of these avenues, and you have to pick the ones that are most important to me. Most important to me is being a successful human being, being a functional, successful human being, contributing to the world in little ways or I mean I'm not really a big ways kind of person. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of like a little way that you like to contribute? I would say Also before we get too far away from it, I want to say, you know, yes. it'd be an easy way to get a ton of money would be to <laughs> get it in in pennies because they weigh more than dollars. Mm-hmm. A literal ton of money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say just do what specifically the cartoon Robin Hood does and then you get a lot Steel? of money. Now. Yeah. Steel. Megan, the gold. He does it like better than all the other Robin bags Hoods. Bags of gold. Oh my goodness. He will always be the Robin Hood that's in the Robin Hood. Yeah. He's the Robin Hood. Oh yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I en- enjoy <laughs> I enjoy <laughs> Errol Flynn for those old school yeah. reasons and I do love me some what Men identity one identity am I? What country do I come from, Kevin Cosner? Because yep. man, that accent goes in and out and it, it is delightful. Ooh, baby. But everything about that movie is delightful. Yeah. It does make me happy whenever it's on. Mm-hmm. But still. Yeah. I just watched a documentary on mm-hmm. Robin Hood, like the actual figure Robin. Well, what Hood. it called. Ooh. It's with oh, what's his name? Tony Robinson. Shalhoub. Not oh, Shaloub. Tony Shaloub is also great. Um, is. but <laughs> it is watch. uh it's with Tony Robinson. It's a British documentary. And it's it's an episode of a whole series. It was on Robin Hood and like that there were multiple people that in historical record that this person could have been. And he actually wasn't in Sherwood Forest. He was it took place somewhere in like right outside of Yorkshire. Oh, interesting. Which you're like and Sherwood oh Forest is down by God. Nottingham. So you're like, well, wow, not quite. So it, it travels and there's like you go up and down like what is it? The M5 or something like a big highway. I probably named that wrong mm. in the UK. And it's like there's. Robin Hood's well and Robin Hood's th- and it's just the whole way down this highway and you're like okay pick an origin story here guys <laughs> maybe that's what we should do but for our honeymoon instead go on a Robin, going Hood, a Robin Hood tour going on a Robin Hood I just watched the Fire Festival documentary oh my god that's what I want to yeah. do to make a ton oh of money my god. is be an asshole <laughs> It was... It's be an asshole. How could I do that with a podcast? Be Subscribe a, to our how, podcast. How to be an asshole? $10,000. That could be a podcast, How to Be an Asshole. That's cute. I yeah. like that. Yeah. How to be an asshole. I mean, don't we do that in our own small and big ways throughout each episode? Isn't that what this podcast is about? Being an asshole? It's being a successful asshole. Callie, are you an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you ask. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the after hours dress for the podcast. That's what we ask on undress for the podcast. Are you undress for the podcast? Are you a asshole? A asshole. A asshole. I think we got off track about small things. So I asked you, what little ways do you contribute? Yes, do you find yourself you contributing yes. good, good things. That's one reason I do what I do. I think is what you do being what acting. I do me being acting and mm-hmm. telling stories and. Mm-hmm. And this sounds corny, perhaps, but if what I'm doing on stage or on TV or on whatever medium I'm doing, if I if what I'm doing can make someone in the group of people watching it see an event that happens in their happened in their life a different way, or experience some empathy for the person that broke their heart, or mm-hmm. someone who they previously saw as being pushy or clingy or villainous or whatever adjective, you know, insert negative adjective here. Mm -hmm. If what I'm doing can allow them some clarity through a like third party event, a third party story, this is happening to someone else. And as we all know, you know, when it's happening to you, when Mm -hmm. you're experiencing it, it's, you can logically walk through the steps. You can logically say, you know, like, I'm not really mad at this person. I'm just having a bad day. I'm just cranky today because this and this and this didn't go well. But in the moment, you're still going to be short with that person mm-hmm. and you know hurt them or say something mean that you didn't really mean to say or need to say. But when you're looking at it from a third person perspective and you're like empathizing with people who mirror people in your life or events in your life, mm-hmm. that's kind of a way that I feel I can contribute with my work. Mm. And I want to talk about your website. Oh, Lord. What's happening here? I don't know. Under the news and announcement section. It's it's just a bunch of random stuff. Five web design blogs you should be reading. I have no clue why that's a thing. Ten quick tips about blogging. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, these are not. No, I did not. Fascinating. Oh, and then it goes in. Oh, it's where the person who made it didn't, That's true. didn't finish it. I didn't mean to call it's them out, fine. but I did. You need to it's tell them. Fine. Say, I'll, I'll fix it. Say, Carl. <laughs> I'll figure out how to this, fix this it. This links to a blog post that says, Essay voluptus consequitar it, it maxime. Oh. Right. I mean, is oh. it though? Like, or is it in fake Latin? Or is it in fake Latin? I don't know. I Either took, way. I hope it didn't I took one summon year a devil of... in Latin. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like when things get biographical, but let's get just a little okay. biographical because I feel like that will give some context to a lot of this is that you are, as you said, you're 23. Mm-hmm. You went to Brown. Baldwin Wallace. Wallace. Brown Wall. Brown Wa- Baldwin Wallace. Baldwin Wallace. Mm-hmm. Baldwin Wallace. I can't read. I also thought on the front page of your website, I thought this said, something weird about me is while I love to eat, I can never let my food touch my plate. <laughs> I, like, I just have to shovel. How do like, you do that? You're just like <laughs> shovel it. Just right out of the pot. No, I yeah, no, no I you still don't let it touch on, on my plate. plate. No, I, I still that. have to like separate it. I used to do that. And and this is listed Thanks. right next to a very cool looping hip hop mini video. Clip of me dancing and yes. stuff. Yes. Yes. It is. Um, shaking so the booty a little bit. Shaking the booty. You went to Baldwin Wallace. I did. After you were in Pittsburgh. Where's Baldwin Wallace? Cleveland. Hashtag Cleveland. Oh, you went to Cleveland. Right outside okay. of Cleveland, yeah. Hashtag right outside Cleveland. Indeed. <laughs> then you moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And then what? And then... Wait, when did you get... Because, spoiler alert, and sorry, ladies, she's married. Yeah. yeah. When did you get to get married? I got married in June of last year. So about to celebrate our year anniversary nice. this June. Mm. So, yeah. I got... <laughs> Real lucky. 
it was one of those things where I'm like, no one in my immediate circle thought I would get married at all. Uh, so the neither did the I. Field. Neither did I, frankly. I mm, kind of was nice. like, I'm going to focus on my work. I'm going to focus on what I want to yep. do and not, no, not playing the field necessarily. Hey, whatever. I'm not here to judge. I'm just um, here to judge. I'm just here to judge. Judge, yeah. But I met Sky and it was kind of like, yep. How did you do me, Sky? Did you know right away? Did you know because uh, he's so tall and you're so tall? <laughs> he definitely knew like immediately. Really? Uh-huh. Um, he's like, oh shit, this he, is my wife. Yeah, no, he he asked me out within like what two days wow. of meeting me. We mm-hmm. said maybe five sentences to each other, and like <laughs> the sixth was like, do you want to get lunch with me? Um, <laughs> no, we met at a theater. He's an actor as well. I was there doing uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and Les Miserables, <gasps> and. He was there doing Smokey Joe's Cafe. Hmm. And so we were in different shows, which was nice. And mm-hmm. he showed up late. So we were at, at game night and he killed me in Mafia <laughs> multiple times nice. because I make Mafia not fun because I am. Do How do the, you make it not fun? I always I ruin it because I know who. Lying. I always ruin it because I can figure out who is who is the Mafia and who to kill or who to whatever <laughs> i just can't quickly. lie in games like that like that werewolf and stuff like that i just no i don't think you have mm. megan megan's not a big game player not mm. a big one the few ones that i do play those i do like whether i'm good at them or not otherwise i'm not a huge game sure. person a because i don't believe myself to be a great strategizer i don't think mm. i have that kind of militaristic brain mm. in that way also just being a little sister and having that psychology, I'm afraid of the things that happen when I'm being made to repeatedly lose. So I don't like that <laughs> side of me. Sure. sure. I dread it. I love games. Yourself. I love games too. I do know myself. You do. You to do. thine own self, be accurate. And be very well aware, which to I am. Yes. Be Megan. That's that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Being being able to be honest with yourself and aware of like what's going on mm-hmm. in your own brain and what you you know uh, I might be doing this for this entirely unrelated reason or. Mm-hmm. So wait, what? How did you meet Sky? Oh, we we met at Mafia game night. You met at game yes, night. Yes, where he yeah. killed me in Mafia. That's so weird. Yeah. So he killed the unkillable. When? Because yes. I thought you went to different colleges. We did. We were we worked at a theater in the summer. I wasn't listening. There That's was a fair. large part of that story where it's I wasn't okay. listening. Man, I'm sorry. Okay. I, had a, I, I was had, with you. I had Great. text coming Thanks in. It was you. really Thank important. Mm-hmm. That's my bad. <laughs> 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 Apparently, I don't want to hear about Callie's relationship. I want to no. hear about well, Callie moved to New York. Yes. And became an actor in New York. Indeed. And did what? And did my first show was Hamlet. Nice. My goodness. Yeah, that was my first show. I was. It was a lot of doing the auditioning thing, doing the you're trying to fit somewhere you're the new kid no yeah. one really knows what to do with you and then oh god i know that I, story right people mm. also had trouble you know agents had trouble submitting me for for shakespeare stuff because i got a big fat bachelor's of music big fat bm oh, did you so so it's <laughs> that thing where it's like it's a bm they're, they're, <laughs> so they were afraid like well there's nothing on your resume with shakespeare so there, i mean send you it's on room. my resume it's not in my training so it's kind of like the people they're looking at are people uh-huh. with more classical training like a bfa in like acting and i'm like I did the music theater thing because I'm like, I can kind of sing and I can kind of dance and I'd like to like, well, at the time before I went to school, I was like, okay, I'd like to hone those skills. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't necessarily, I hate pretty much like 70% of musicals. I hate them (laughs) with a burning passion. Oh, Uh, other people may hate me saying this, but I fucking love that. And 
love you that. love musicals. You love that I hate musicals. I love that <laughs> it's what technically you could do, what you you thoroughly are trained in. But I don't know. I guess it's that same shared sensation of it accidentally making it roll your eyes in the back of your head. Yes. Which unfortunately is how I feel about a lot of it. You know, but I'm easily entertained as well. Exactly. And you there, are I mean? certain, there are certain things that happen to be musicals that are absolutely stories yeah. worth telling and that are amazing and that are, yes, as I was talking about before, bringing something good to right. humanity. And but there are others that I just cannot stand. <laughs> What's your favorite musical? Up there would be... Les Miserables, you oh. can't. No, mm. that's up there is not a musical. Les Miserables is, is up there. Secret Garden is up there. Mm. Um, is that the Johnny Depp movie? <laughs> Secret Garden? Didn't he end up in a Stephen King movie, Johnny Depp? Isn't it Secret Window or whatever? Ah, damn it. That, that's yeah, probably right. Secret. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. That's probably right. That would be cool. To, oh, God, a Stephen King musical. Yeah. Can you they imagine? They made Carrie the musical. It's terrible. Oh, you're right. I was in it. It was terrible. Were, were, you, were you Carrie? Were you in no. the version of it? Were you John Travolta? That was in the, I wish. No, I was in the ensemble. See, I totally get it. Yeah. I Maybe because like students that I used to teach out in New Jersey, when they first released the rights to this newer version they, that they fixed up of Carrie, I think we were... Huh? I'm it, looking it up. It's not good. <laughs> it's simply it's not good. I didn't it's, make it. It's definitely within musical theater land. Yes. Did they it's do like, a song called Plug It Up? Because no. they should. That no, writes itself. They didn't. There's like, oh, they missed their chance. Up, they should do it. They should do a carry parody. But write the I think the tampon we, song. We had so much fun figuring out how we were gonna do the technical aspects with Kids that actually age-wise, traditional casting-wise, were way too young to do it. But sure. they ate up the story, and that was when like bullying was really becoming like a forefront, in like media. a national issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was only a couple years ago. Sure. So the the kids really ate it up, and mm-hmm. they took telling the story very seriously. So that's why I have a soft spot in my heart because they took sure. it seriously, and they let us, as the production team, do what we could for them in the best way possible with the budget that we had. Yeah. So. That ended up being like one of my favorite teaching experiences, but I, I get it. And what I say about musical theater, that does not mean for everybody who's listening that I don't think that being a musical theater actor, I think it's, that's a completely Olympian act. Oh, absolutely. You have to be an Olympian to do it. And it's an amazing, I mean, it's, it is a completely wonderful art form and there are people, I know plenty of people who just, they light up something about combining all three of those disciplines into one. Mm -hmm. It just is electric for them and that's wonderful Mm -hmm. and there are certain shows that i absolutely feel that way absolutely where like the the music really does where the music what words cannot do yes and that's a theory kind of in music theater acting when it's some of the the scripts are less than fantastic Mm -hmm. but what it says is you know what they say Mm -hmm. is when you can't speak anymore Mm -hmm. you sing and when you can't like you, when you physically cannot make more spoken words, you break into song. And when you physically cannot put into words what you are feeling, then mm-hmm. you dance. Then you sing the song called "In," which that's is, the opening song. I it know, is, which yeah. is about 
Tampons? No. No. Well, it is no. about but tampons, it is, you know, though. It's about being in the in crowd. There are the like in 20 crowd. songs in this musical. I have to musical. say that. That was like, I, I had, that's one of the cooler songs to it me is, in the soundtrack. It is. Well, but it's not called Plug It Up, which is what it should be. There is no Plug It Up song, I'm afraid. Plug It Up, Plug It Up. <laughs> plug It Up, Plug It Up. <laughs> All the girls in the bathroom plug bring up, out their bass voices and they start out their Plug It Up, Plug It Up. Nice little ladies. Those baritone ladies, right? I mean, A nice little doo-wop tampon song. Nice little like Temptations tampon song. That'd be fun. I think what you're talking about, and yes, I know the script for this notoriously bad which is why they basically only do concert versions of this from Indeed. here on out but chess for me does that mm-hmm. where it's like the oh, music to me yes. is just phenomenal like the original london uh-huh. cast recording Absolutely. like that is just it blows my mind how good it is and it takes the heart of the piece and the heart of the story and communicates it in another way mm-hmm. which Absolutely. is great and that which i love and there are certain things that I've seen that I walk out being like, I want to do that. I yes. want to be in that. Totally. And there are other things that I'm like, that was lovely and entertaining mm-hmm. and not my thing. Yeah. It's like you gave me a nice break for two hours, but yes. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. are both kind of ends of that spectrum are completely valid. Mm-hmm. And it's again, back to, you know, know thyself. It's not my jam. Sure. Well, and so sure. you're married mm-hmm. and you've been in New York for, Almost two years. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess it has been that long. Almost two years. But now you're working. You did Hamlet. Now you're going to do Million Dollar Baby Quartet. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's not successful? So she's going to play the Hillary Swank role? Yes. I'd love them to make a... You've got a dog? Yeah. What's not to be successful? You're the most successful person I know. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Take that. What as do a deep you want? Compliment. What's your What's your Man, apex? For a twenty-three year old comparing myself to where I was when I was twenty-three. You <laughs> don't just, compare you, yourself to Kelly. I just That's can't help too. it though, because man, I know you may you may or may not think this way, but just like knowing you in the short time, you just you really do have your shit together for twenty-three. I've always been like a like a sixty year old inside the body of whatever age I actually am. <laughs> whatever growing like whatever baby growing child. baby I am. I was like when I was like eight, I was like forty in my in my yeah. brain. And then now it's like, you know, increasing by increments. <laughs> but I part of that is being an only child. Part mm. of that is being around adults and expected to converse mm-hmm. with people with like six degrees mm-hmm. and, you know, an insane amount of knowledge and understanding and being able to converse with them from a very young age and mm. learn and mostly just listening, sitting there and listening to all of these people who and are... And that's big. That's all right. Yeah, let's have only, only a child. Only, only one? Only a child. Only no. a child. Okay. Don't compare no. yourself to Callie. No. But let's make only a child. But no. <laughs> but, but being why? only a child also was horribly... Well, I hated it because... I wish I had people to play with and people to hang out with. You sure. did. They um, just had six degrees. They were also just in my brain. That's, that honestly <laughs> is probably why I'm doing what I'm doing now is like the amount of like make-believe that was mm. in my life from when I was like, I didn't really start acting, like taking it seriously. Like I did the school play, but like, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it, but like, meh. until I was probably at end of my sophomore or junior year in That's the same high timing school. as me. Yeah. Didn't touch acting. No. I was in like one or two school plays as an yes. elementary school kid because it was the thing to do. Yeah. And I did it. I played sports. Yep. My whole life. Yep. And I was in the play athlete. because my mom wanted me to be a well-rounded human being. And I come from a very sports heavy family. And a medical family. And right? a medical family. Mm-hmm. And everyone's kind of, that, that was my other thing. I was like, I could go and that was what I thought I wanted to do is go and be a neurologist. We're related. She and I are related. 
It's not too late. And you're not related. No, we're not, but... I'm just similar. Hearing, I just like a lot of the things are yeah. being mirrored. Or Maybe the same. you are. Have you Indeed. done your 23andMe? Have not. Brought um, to you by. We'll do it together. I did. We'll do it together. <laughs> I've done Ancestry. I want to do 23andMe though, because apparently it's it goes into more depth. I thought they cool. steal your genes. Well, that's how they caught the Golden State Killer. 23andMe. Was it you? It was me. It was Callie. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> so I'm glad the Golden here. State Killer. <laughs> don't st- don't say that. <laughs> I'm. The Idaho killer. Good. Murdering <laughs> Good. all the helpless potatoes. I kill Idaho. That's all I... <laughs> the whole state. I burn it to the ground. Dem it's carbs, such a though. stupid shape. Dem carbs. Though. I've never met anyone from Idaho, so I feel comfortable saying right now, Idaho is shaped stupid. It's a stupid shape. Maybe it follows a river. Maybe Montana just is really pushy, but... Idaho's weird shaped. It's like it's New Hampshire upside down. Kind of, hmm. yeah. New Hampshire's fine the way it is, but that New Idaho New Hampshire though. doesn't have a choice. New Hampshire's <laughs> up there in New England getting bumped around by Vermont. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen one of those really old maps from when people first, you know, imperialized the East Coast where it goes like, it's all the New England countries and that's like Pennsylvania, giant rectangle extending <laughs> yes. across the U.S. Virginia, giant, giant rectangle extending stripes. across the U.S. Just stripes yeah. the entire way down. You're like, I Ooh. wish, I don't think I've talked about this. Well, there are two periods of history. All right, there are three periods of history <laughs> that I wish I'd been alive in the most. One, in order of least importance, one was when Jim Henson was around. I would have loved to have been oh, sure. Jim Henson Company. That would have been amazing. That's true. You would have loved that. Two is that period of time when we were naming things, <laughs> like in that play. Which things? When translations? Translations. The Brian Fryle play, where um, the English are sort of anglicizing or renaming all yeah. of the cities and villages in right. Ireland. Oh, so they that's go to a cool Ireland idea, and idea for like, a play. Gorgeous we call really it really cool idea for a play. Lochagan, and they're like, "Oh, cool. We'll call it Loch Argan." And I would, yeah. I wanted to be around in that time to be like, "Stop it! <laughs> Just stop it!" Stop. Call it España, no. you weirdos. You don't call, call it España? Sp- well, don't call it Spain just because you oh. can't say España or you can't mm-hmm. like say, like, Japan's Sorry, the worst I get, one. I, I hate that. Fucking, ooh, ooh. The other one was I wish I'd been around in that period of time when we were, when it was like, ooh, look at this new species we discovered. Wonder how it tastes. Because that was totally <laughs> That's number a thing. one. Mm-hmm. That was You'd totally see a, a peacock thing. and be like, look at that beautiful bird. I'm going to eat it. it. I'm gonna go eat that. That's thing. why the Galapagos. This is one of my favorite fun facts: is the Galapagos turtis, 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 turtis. It's a tardis. The Galapagos tardis uh, <laughs> didn't have a scientific name for a really long time after it was discovered because they couldn't get the tortoise back nom, to nom, 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 England nom, nom, in time. Nom, nom. They would always eat it on, the <laughs> on the boat back from Galapagos <laughs> to England. So they would be like, "All right, this time we're gonna bring seven so that we can eat six and they can study and name the one. Oh, but and they were so good. We just like, the English, just, the English on shore were like, where's the turtle? Ooh, ooh, bad news about that. Maybe you could just study <laughs> the parts you couldn't eat. Where's the, where's the turtle? Someone in the potty. <laughs> also, man, I really am enjoying my Einstock, but all the labels peel off really easily. And they're all now. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know, but it looks like now I'm just drinking out of a... Out of a just a clear beer bottle. Just a brown bottle. Brown bottle. Brown bottle. <laughs> good. <laughs> As he takes a swig. What's your apex? What do you want to do? What's going to make you feel like I'm really successful now? It's not a matter of wanting to feel like I'm really successful. Like I got to reach this or 
I've not realized my potential or I'm not worthy because I haven't reached this point. It's not about that. I mean, I obviously have like, if I were to create my own future well, and be like, you can. that would be really, meaning like if I were to, to name something, you know, in X number of years, that would be really fun. Okay. Or at any time, that would be really fun. I would love to be a series regular on a historical fiction Ooh. TV show. So like Downton Abbey or Game of Thrones or, yes. you know, like pick a time period or like the Tudors where or it's any like of those. clearly a period piece. Where it's clearly a period piece and just like something like Game of Thrones would be being in something like that would be so much fun. Mm. I would love that. That's kind of something. I don't think that's the pinnacle of, of my success or like if I don't achieve that, I'm a failure. Not at all. You know, mm-hmm. I think I define success as not leaving the room, leaving the field leaving the world wishing i had done anything differently Mm -hmm. like that's how i describe like whether it's a successful audition or a successful game or when i played sports like a successful game or a successful show or a successful day yeah you know i i just want to look back on that day and even if that day was spent laying on my couch watching british documentaries Mm -hmm. if i can sit on my bed at the end of the day and go this is what I needed today. Mm-hmm. This is what I needed to do today. That was a successful day. I, a successful I hate way to, to pull spend my, my age day. car on you, but I feel like those days are going to come. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, oh, shit, I should have done this other thing. Oh, instead. I'm sure. All right, good. Oh, I'm sure. And there are plenty of days that are like that, but leaving an audition. Did I do my best, whatever my best is today? Whether that yeah. means, you know, am I like feeling like crap? Mm-hmm. So it might not have been my best work ever, mm-hmm. but it's what I could give today mm-hmm. and did i leave the stage did i leave the room like having put everything out there mm-hmm. having brought what i could bring and give what i could give if i can walk out and say you know i i wouldn't have done anything differently then that was a successful experience i think that's true even in the moments like i'll for myself on our last day of doing hamlet for both yeah. shows there were stupid little things that happened on stage in mm-hmm. both shows mm-hmm. But if those things were going to happen anyway, like if that was just in the cards and there was nothing I could do about it, how I guess I address them on stage in the moment, if I think about it, I don't know how else I could have handled Absolutely. it or fixed yeah, it. Absolutely. Great. So I um, guess that is a way of using sort of that methodology, yeah. which then I guess takes some of the pressure and the grief off of your shoulders. It does. And like, that's not me saying that I always feel like every moment I've spent in life is a success, but if I can walk away saying, I gave what mana I could give. Mm-hmm. I gave what I had and I gave my all and there's nothing else I can do. Mm-hmm. Then that's that's it for me. And that's kind of the apex for me. It's not a one point. It's like a little mountain range graph mm-hmm. where that every experience that I have I reach that apex of that individual experience. Right. Cool. What's your advice? What's my advice? Yeah, for, for what? how to for... be a success. Don't compare yourself to Callie, <laughs> but what's your advice? For how to be a success. Full person. For a successful human being. I don't know, just or anything. What's your, it's sort of how we start to round things out. I would say, I would say my advice is. I'm going to need to explain this, but don't work so hard. Uh, And what I mean by that is 
show up on time, be the hardest worker. Like, no, I'm not talking work ethic. Uh-huh. Have the best work ethic, show up on time, be a compassionate, good human to be around so people will want to be around you. But there are certain things that just, especially when I look back, you know, the like high school and college self, hmm. I kind of look and I go, that didn't matter in the long run. Like sure. at that moment, mm. I was, you know, if I didn't get a part that I really thought I deserved and really wanted to do, I look back and in that moment, I was heartbroken and I was like, I started to go down, you know, the path of, am I not good enough? Am I, are there, is any confidence I have in myself misplaced or put on or what? And you go down that kind of rabbit hole. But at the end of the day, it, it wasn't about that. Hmm. It wasn't about that. It was about 10 other things that I couldn't control. Mm-hmm. And it was about whether whatever your, your thing is, whatever you do and whatever you bring to the world, there are going to be situations where you in the moment feel like you are lost or like you are not successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just know that in time you'll look back on some of those situations and go, that didn't really matter. Mm. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And so I know people have talked about the, you know, two days, two weeks, two months, two years. Meaning like, is meaning like, is this going to matter in, it's it's a way of thinking where it's like, is this going to matter in, goes by that kind of methodology. Yeah. Like, is this going to, yeah. Is this going to matter in two days? Is this going to matter in two weeks, two months, two years? Mm. And sometimes there's some sometimes yeah sometimes yeah sometimes, sometimes like nah. there's some shit there's some shit that goes down and it's a large life change and yeah. it's a lot to deal with and you know i've had a few of those where it's mm-hmm. like it's a wow like that was a wrecking ball to my soul mm-hmm. <laughs> for a minute and the answer was yeah this is going to matter in 2 years this is going to matter in 20 years yeah but i think it has to be 22 years 22 to, years to keep, to keep the that. okay great yeah, yeah. um <laughs> probably but (laughs) if the answer is yes fine but that's great but you know that and you know that's the case and then it allows you to look at things that right now feel like they suck and then uh, is this gonna matter in two months uh probably not Hmm. probably not because there are gonna be 10 other things that happen between now and then that take more precedent sure than whatever this thing was that made me feel like a failure i'm gonna do the wrap-up bit do it. We're getting to that time. Do and it. And Callie's going to teach us why we get brain freeze, because I promised at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So think about a really engaging, like, minute-long be... way you can tell us. Minute-long way I can tell you about brain freeze. Does Thank you for be... listening to the thing. What? <laughs> Does it have to be brain freeze, or could it be another fun fact? That Megan was just a random fun fact. wants to learn fact. about brain freeze. Okay. So if you got to Google it, you better Google it. <laughs> Specifically brain freeze. Do your wrap-up thing. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast. You want... Is that what it's called? I forgot the name. I got brain freeze. <laughs> you did what I did when I was speaking as Fort and Bros from off stage. My name is David Andrew Laws. <laughs> this is my co-host Megan Greener. Our guest today has been Callie Miles. You can learn more about this podcast and other fantastic podcasts at dimlywit.com, our network sponsor who is great and we love them. You can mm-hmm. listen to other podcasts there. Oh my God. 
There are so many podcasts now. There's Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano. There's Bread Juice. Oh, no. Bread Juice. I think Amazing. it's called Bread Juice or it's called Bread Fruit Juice. Wait, I'm going to look real quick. It's called Bread Fruit Juice Morning Show. I love it. There's so much fun stuff. There's With All Due Respect. There's The Dullest People Alive, which is a Buffyverse podcast. I think there's a new podcast out every day on the Dimly Wit Network. Wow. Every day of the week, which is really exciting. So go to dimlywit.com and check that out. Thank you to... I have big, exciting news. I don't even know if you know. Maybe I told you. Really? We have to thank our Patreon donors, Z- plural, because Laura St. Pierre right. is our stalwart and always our first. We also have... And he didn't put his last name. I know his last name, but he didn't put it on the Patreon donation. So I'm just going to call him... Patrick. Amazing. Thanks, yes, Patrick. You me that. All right, good. Thanks, Patrick, for your donation. It means so much. You're the best. The yeah. second best, but that's still pretty fucking good <laughs> out of like 8 billion people. 9 billion? A lot of people in the world. So thanks, Laura St. Pierre. Thanks, Patrick. And if you would like to donate and get thanked by this fucking mellifluous this, voice. This instrument right here. Then you can go to patreon.com backslash dress for the podcast and donate today. I think that's everything. I think I said all the things. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, do all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love you. All other podcasts. And I will always yeah. love you more than anyone else ever could. Well, okay. my heart is so huge. Let's learn about brain freeze. Okay, so brain freeze uh, happens when something hits your soft palate on the roof, uh, your hard palate on the roof of your mouth. There are nerves and many blood vessels that connect there. So when something really cold hits, the nerves will send signals to your brain and the blood vessels will widen Mm. and will cause a rush of blood. So it'll give you a headache. Because your brain gets too big? No, your brain doesn't actually swell, but it's it's a big rush of blood. It hits specifically the roof of your mouth. And it's going up towards your brain. Yeah. So sitting and the nerve runs up towards your brain, like sitting your tongue on the roof of your mouth and you get brain freeze, like is actually the helpful thing. Oh, okay. Like it's actually not just like an old wife's tale. No, it's not like an old wife's tale. That's like actually where the problem is and where is Ah. it's cold. So if you warm that up, the brain freeze will go away faster. And the vessels shrink back down. Mm -hmm. Mm. And now you know. And now you know. Plug it up, 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 plug it up. If there are any Carrie fans and you're looking through your soundtrack, we're like, where's the plug it up song? I'm deeply sorry. Plug it up. It's not there. Hosted on dimlywit.com.